When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Ken Apsuck, and this is Daily Thrones, and we're on the air as we race into the weekend. You know, a lot of Star Wars news out there, a lot of Justice League, Marvel news. We Game of Thrones fans, we know. We're in it for the long haul, the long run. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Season 8 is going to come, and it'll be our time to be at the front of the pop culture headlines landscape right but you guys here daily thrones we got so much to talk about we were talking about yesterday about the possibility of mira reed not being on the show in season eight actress ellie kendrick thinks that's the case she hasn't received the call saying come on down to the set we're wondering does that mean that storyline ends and also we never see howland reed again we got more thoughts on that and where we might see all the characters those loose ends that we want wrapped up it's daily thrones what's your theory speculation and thoughts on game of thrones call in let us know hey ken so regarding mira i don't think she's going to be coming back at all um the showrunners uh tend to simplify certain plot points to make it easier for the common viewer to understand what's going on and i definitely think that's what's going on here um i think mira's going to leave and we're not going to see howland and we're not really going to deal with them again um, they're replacing the Howland Reed um, proof or his story with the text that Gilly and Sam found in the Maester's uh, history. And that's what they're going to use as proof and evidence to show that John and Danny are related and that John's an actual Targaryen. Um, during the show, they mentioned Howland a couple times, but not enough to let the common viewer know that, hey, this is an important character and this is someone that we need to meet. Um, there just wasn't enough there. Um, they talked about Rhaegar every season. You always want to know who Rhaegar was. We finally got to see what, who he was. But Howland's just not that kind of character, and I don't think we're going to see him in the show. Ross, uh, to address Mark's concerns about Howland and everybody else, that's what Winterfell is for and the Siege of Winterfell, to lump all those characters that are left after the disaster of the, uh, the undead have flooded, essentially, the north. There is no physical structure other than Winterfell in the north to redirect or to stop the the undead coming through. It is a wave of destruction. It is a is a flood of devastation. And only Winterfell is the location of of the only safe harbor where these people can stay. Uh, and that's what the Siege of Winterfell is all about. The Night King has only one last obstacle to completely and utterly control the North, and that's the assassination of Bran. That's what the Siege of Winterfell is for, and that's where you put all those characters, like Howland, so you can deal with them in one centralized location for the show. Thanks. So I think pretty much across the board, we here at Daily Thrones, we think no Mira probably means no Howland Reed, which is disappointing. But what do you... What do you guys think of Kevin's idea, again, going to the Siege of Winterfell, what that might mean? Could all the loose end characters, the ones maybe from the show that we want to see what happens to, that are still out and about and very much alive, or anyone from the book who might factor in up north, could they all end up at Winterfell? This idea that Winterfell is the place to hide, which means all the citizens and the, and the leftover bannermen and warriors of the north, the houses, 
small and uh, and large that are still surviving would they run to winterfell to hide that actually makes a lot of sense could the siege of winterfell involve a lot of people maybe even the night's watch from castle black or over there at the shadow tower could they race on down to winterfell uh, what's left of uh, any surviving houses on the gift uh, anything uh, maybe even as far down as uh, the riverlands maybe you run on up is the eerie the place you want to go what would you choose? Would you rather hide out in the Eyrie with some zombies having to climb up to get you? Maybe a, an ice dragon just flying up and, and, and burning you out of a uh, house and home with some frost fire? Or is it Winterfell? Where do you feel safe? I understand Winterfell is kind of the seat of power in the north. It is where the Warden North would be, so that is where I would go. King of the North, Warden of the North, Queen of the North. Wardeness of the North doesn't matter. I, as a citizen of the North, would head to Winterfell. So maybe we, we, we will see Helen Reed. Maybe Mira does show up. Maybe, maybe Ellie Kendrick gets that phone call and heads to the Winterfell set for the Siege of Winterfell. I don't know. What do you guys think? What if? We love asking what ifs. What if you're in the North and the Night King's attacking? Where do you run? Do we think the Siege of Winterfell will be an, a veritable all-star game of faces and characters from Game of Thrones? Let us know here on Daily Thrones. Hey, Ken, so I have a question. Do you think the ending to Game of Thrones could end up being just simple? Could it end up being just, you know, the Night's King is defeated, and, you know, the show just ends with John and Danny ruling together, and, that, and that's the ending. No, no twist, just a simple ending. Now, I think given it's Game of Thrones, that's probably not likely. There's going to be some kind of... I guess some sort of twist, I guess, that will end up happening, like Sam being the one that writes the book. But could we all be wrong and it just end up being a simple ending? Ken, here's a horrifying thought, or maybe it's an intriguing thought. But what if, in the end, when it's all said and done and uh, the fight for the dawn happens and we are probably going to lose a lot of people, but what if one of the last people standing is, in fact, our hero, Jon Snow, uh, slash Aegon Targaryen? And what if the reason we got to see him interact with Drogon is because Drogon is going to be the last dragon, and Jon is going to end up riding him, because Daenerys, in the end, will probably die. What do you think? Am I way off? Or is that just a big what if? The dragon and the wolf is who Jon Snow is. Could we see it? It's a tale of two endings here on Daily Thrones. A simple ending. Another big what if theory. Eric with a good idea. What if the big twist? What if the big twist with Game of Thrones and a song of ice and fire is at the ending? It's just a nice simple ending. Maybe it's bittersweet because, well, it's ending and we enjoy this journey, but it's we're sad it's ending. Could it just be a simple victory of the Night King? Simple victory over Cersei. John and Danny figure their little crazy situation out and just rule side by side or hand in hand or high five to high five. Maybe they'll figure it out. But Mark's got another suggestion, a, a big what if, but a cool what if that would have... The last dragon actually more refers to Drogon, kind of a literal last dragon. And then John will be riding Drogon, and Danny is passed on, and that could somehow fulfill part of uh, these prophecies that we believe in. 
Well, if I have to choose between one of those two, and I wasn't asked to, but I just put the calls up, so that kind of makes it seem like I'm choosing, doesn't it now? Uh, if I'd have to choose, I would say the simple ending might be the one, and that's the big danger. I love the theories. I love your theory, Mark. Yeah, John, uh, high atop Drogon, uh, winning it all, uh, that, that actually works for me. Uh, I still predict Danny dies. I don't know what it is. I think that's going to be part of the bittersweet uh, sweetness to the ending. I don't necessarily want her to die. The character's grown. The character's been on a long journey. Um, and I see her death as, as, as leading to a reunion with Cal Drogo. And that's, that's where maybe some of the bittersweetness comes from. But again, I don't know. The idea of a simple ending seems more realistic. Uh, also, because just the way things kind of go in pop culture, it seems like we're we're setting ourselves up for some big disappointment. These, this ending is not going to match up to our expectations. It's very hard for these shows and these movies and these stories to meet our expectations when it comes to the ending. In Game of Thrones, we've been dreaming about the ending. We've been thinking about the ending from the first page you read, from the first moment of the screen you watched. We have had an idea in our heads, in our social circles, on our podcasts, on our YouTube shows. We've been trying to figure this ending out. And so many wonderful theories that the ending we get, no matter how simple it is or how complicated and convoluted it might be, is going to be just a tad disappointing. So maybe, maybe you're right, Eric. Maybe you're right. Maybe the big twist is that this uh, actually is. A somewhat of a happily ever after situation. I don't know. I I, I don't. Uh, I I don't know what the general population, the general Game of Thrones fan population would would, would take to that. Couldn't couldn't you have some kind of happiness in that? Knowing that a lot of these characters went on a lot of bad, trying, difficult, gruesome journeys, and if it relatively ends up okay, wouldn't it be okay? Oh, wouldn't that be okay? Wouldn't we be somewhat fine with that? Uh, I, I know some close friends of mine who still watch the show, but but aren't as connected to it because they've just been hurt too many times by some of their favorite characters dying or, or going through some of the, the, the really uh, graphic things that, that some of these characters go through. So a happy ending might appeal to them. I myself still want something fun, convoluted. I want some big answers, some big revelations. I'm more along with the line of thinking of what Mark is saying uh, about uh, who who is the last dragon? Who are the dragon riders? What does it all mean? What does every line of dialogue, what does every line of the story really mean? And what does it add up to? But maybe the more I think about it, maybe these characters deserve a very simple, somewhat happy final end. What do you guys think? Let us know here on Daily Thrones. Call on in. Enjoy your weekend, but don't forget to talk Game of Thrones with us here on Anchor. Hey, Ken. So after listening to Eric's call-in, then Mark's call-in, and your response to them, I was beginning to think of this idea of a happy ending in the world of Game of Thrones, and I've never really thought about it before, just kind of how I've been conditioned to watch the show. I'm always expecting the worst <laughs> kind of thing, you know, in a, in a good way, always just expecting the worst for the characters. Um... I began to wonder, while listening to your response, Ken, is there any chance that we might get both a convoluted ending filled with the fulfillment of prophecy and, uh, you know, a little bit of fan service with some of these theories being answered and a lot of those kind of more mystical storylines being tied up? But could it also be happy? Could they still beat the Night King? Could they? Could Danny and John end up together? 
could that still be a happy ending, even if it is convoluted and scarred with the death of some major characters? So just a couple of thoughts. Thanks for taking the call and have a great night. On the air here with a great question from Thomas as we continue our broadcast here on Daily Thrones. It's your quick look at the world of ice and fire. So can we have both a happy ending that kind of wraps up uh, our character storylines and sends us off with just only a little bit of sadness, just a touch of sadness with a little bit of death? Yeah, just a little bit. I don't know if Game of Thrones ever does just a little bit of death, but maybe you know what I mean, and you know what Thomas means. And could it also be convoluted in the sense of all the prophecies and everything will be tied up? I think so. I, I don't think I feel. I, I, don't, I don't feel we have to choose. I don't think the creators have to choose, and I don't think George R. R. Martin has to choose between one a simple, happy, nice, tight little bow. In fact, I just can't imagine George R. R. Martin's going to do that. But what will be a happy ending? I think the Night King will be defeated. I absolutely think that has to happen. I, I mean, if, if he isn't, what kind of story do we have from there? Uh, what happens with Cersei, I don't know. I still see Cersei dying, and I definitely am still behind the idea that Danny dies. I think that's part of this bittersweet ending. But uh, will the show end, maybe the bigger question is, will the show end without these prophecies and stories and speculations and all these things both in world and from us as fans what if the series ends and we don't get that i think i want both uh, to your point thomas of, of can we have it yeah i absolutely think we can have that kind of happy ending um but i want the answers uh, i've put so much time in this you you've all put so much time into this that to get to the end of the story and the book will deal with more of these things we'll have, george will have more time to write those out of course but in the show this is what brought me to this property was the show uh this is the you know we've been invested in the show i still see when i analyze and break down and talk about game of thrones i i still go to show first um even though the books uh are are in many ways better and obviously more in depth so in terms of the show i i want the show to end and i, I want answers i i want to know what does it all mean now i know prophecies in game of thrones are intentionally vague uh, and i love that i love that uh through the path of the story but when we get to our location i want to know things i will feel slightly cheated if i don't know who the third dragon rider is if i don't definitively know if Tyrion lannister is a targaryen or not and what happens with Jon snow what happens with melisandre i, I can't imagine those loose ends and we've been talking about loose ends in terms of smaller characters this week but these big storylines yeah i want them to know uh, i want to know i should say like i i'm even i want to know who the night king is i want that to be revealed i want his defeat to uh include that answer it is important to me so if i can get all that and still have a happy ending or a close to happy ending to the story i'd be okay with that uh, I think that's where we get. George R. R. Martin is not going to do anything simple. And even the show that has a tendency to simplify those storylines and those plot lines, I don't think, I don't think they're going to uh, wrap it up so nice and neat and not leave some of this stuff out. So what do you guys think? We're talking about endings, false endings, uh, crazy endings, convoluted endings, and simple happy endings. What do you think? Are the answers that we're going to get and what would you feel if we don't get those answers at all let me know here on daily thrones as the weekend rolls on hey ken kevin ross so i think here at daily thrones we're all in agreement that to one degree or another there'll be a siege of winterfell to one degree or another the, no the north is wiped out to one degree or another the night king will attempt to assassinate bran 
But the one theory that most people don't talk about, even on Reddit and other places, is what the Maesters are up to. The Maesters, as I've said to you for a very long time, have known that the undead are working, have been around for a long time, ever since season one, and they are, we're planning on their own strategy of dealing with the Night King. I believe what they've been doing is growing gray men, sending them over to the uh, Doom of Valeria, and they have been looking around Valeria for a, a solution to the Night King's problem, and we'll reveal it when the Night King has wiped out most of the magic in the world, then they can wipe out the Night King and eliminate magic completely. Thanks. What have the Maesters been up to, and what will the Maesters do? It's a great question, and it is where I really do see the show and books differing. So, Kevin, your idea, the thought that we've posted here, is that the Maesters have been working all along, developing an army of Greymen out in Valyria. Uh good example in the show is when they were so ready to send Jorah out there. We can't cure you. Head on out. Maybe you want to kill yourself before. Up to you. But go join the stone, stone men. Take your grayscale out there. So could the maesters be using that in some way to form a, an army and a solution to what they believe and what they knew was coming? That's a wild theory. It's a complete wild theory, but where I can see it kind of holding water is in the book. Uh, particularly when you get to Archmaster Marwyn, there's something going on. And Archmaster Marwyn uh, was uh, over at Essos. Miriam Asdul learned from him, and that is a conversation that happens in uh, the first book, and, and it, it, it piques Jorah's interest. So there's something to the Maesters, but in the books, I think it's just because the nature of the books, the nature of the depth, and the time that George has to tell that story. I do believe the Maesters are suppressing magic. It's part of a bigger plot, and that is why Archmaester Marwyn was kind of uh, a little bit of an odd man out, a little bit of uh, at odds with the Citadel, and was so interested in what was going on with Danny, and that's why he left to go pursue her. So uh, I, I was a little disappointed when Jim Broadbent was not Marwyn. Um, he spectacular performance, but I thought they were going to really explore that a little bit more. So the show, I don't think, is going to have the time to get into some great plot. Um, maybe they can bind it. The Red Priests have something to do with it, but even then, I think the Maesters are uh, would be against the Red Priest and Priestess as uh, of uh, of the Lord of Light of Valor's religion. So, could there be a bigger plot at play with the Maesters on the show? No, I don't think there will be, especially now that Sam has left the Citadel. How does it factor in? But will something play out a little bit different and deeper and darker in the books? I think so. What do you guys think? How crazy is this theory? It's a crazy one. We've talked about it before here. I know, Kevin, it's in your big book of Game of Thrones theories that the Maesters are building an army and that they know this is coming. I do believe, even in the show, it could be argued that they might know it's coming, or they might not be as surprised when they hear that all this is really happening. The Night King has breached the wall and has head south. Um, but I, uh, I, I don't think the show will have time to go into any more than that. So you guys let me know here on Daily Thrones. Let Kevin know. Is this theory something we need to validate? Are the Maesters plotting against the Night King, plotting against the realm, and definitely plotting? against magic and if they are just might be a little bit too late hey ken i had a thought about what we were talking about a couple days ago about melisandre and how 
maybe her dying by fire would be uh, poetic, poetic, poetic. But in a way, if that does end up happening, you could say it was foreshadowed. And here's what I mean by that. All the way back in season two, before Melisandre and Stannis make the shadow baby, she says to Davos' son, death by fire is the purest death. Then, season three premiere, when before Davos tries to kill her, she taunts him and says, what I told your son was true, Sir Davos. Death by fire is the purest death. So when you really think about it, it really would be the perfect way for her to go. And there would is e and there's even a foreshadow for it. Final thought of the night here on Daily Thrones before I wrap up my broadcast day is Melisandre foreshadowing her own death all the way back in season two. This is brought to us by Eric with a great point. Uh, she tells Mathos, uh, Mathos uh, Seaworth that, hey, death by fire, that's the way to go. That's the purest death. That brings the most joy to R'hllor. That's our god. Uh, well, I could see it happening that way. I still think uh, Melisandre... Davos doing the deed makes sense, but Arya makes sense as well. If, if, if we're believing that Melisandre and Arya will run into each other again, as, as Melisandre warned, or, or not just warned, just just stated, because Melisandre seems to know these things. Um, but I could see her being okay with the idea of going out at the stake and by the flame. The question is, does she believe? Where is Melisandre's mental state? She didn't believe. She brings Jon Snow back. Then she kind of believes again. She kind of lost and meandered and felt she didn't have a place here in Westeros. So she goes back home to Essos to recharge. I think that could be more key than uh, a lot of people believe. I think uh, these talks of uh, talking about maesters and grayscale and, and gray uh, stone men and, and the answers. A lot of people talked about the Red Priest and Priestess being involved in the final end. I think Melisandre returns for some great purpose, not just to wrap up a loose end. Uh, so maybe that's the question we need to ask. Did she foreshadow her own death? Possibly. But why is she coming back? And what purpose will it serve? Let us know here on Daily Thrones. You know what to do. Call in and enjoy the rest of your weekend as we talk Game of Thrones here on Anchor. I'm with you entirely, 1,000%. Give me the answers. I honestly do not give two shits who dies. I mean, they could kill Cersei, John, Danny, the whole goddamn crew if they want to. I don't care if they all go down. Well, of course I care. But, but, what I need more than I need a happy ending, what I need more than I need to see um, John and Danny hold hands in the sunset, I need the man. We spend too much time. There's so this. Like, the entire country is behind Game of Thrones. So much energy is behind Game of Thrones. If everyone dies, but we get the answers, so be it. If everyone lives and we get the answers, so be it. We need the answers. The happiness, the sadness, that shit, they can decide. But I am deciding right here, right now. We need those answers. Game of Thrones is life, and I can't go to sleep without knowing if Tyrion is riding that goddamn dragon. Woo! Starting off my broadcast segments today with some fire from Q the Nurse, who is in agreement with me that no matter what happens, life 
death, romance, happiness. Game of Thrones needs to end with answers. We've been on this journey a long way. We want to know, are all the prophecies true? What was real? What was false? And what is going to happen? with that third dragon rider q thanks for the call i really appreciate your energy and passion i'm sounding calm but inside my heart matches your voice deadly thrones rolls on what do you guys want do you need those answers by the end of season eight are you going to be happy with storylines and loose ends will you sacrifice that for a nice happy ending with john and danny let us know here it's part of our conversation of the weekend on daily thrones Hey, Ken, Kevin Ross. Uh, so now that we're talking about the Macers, do you believe that I do that Shireen Baratheon was given grayscale by a contaminated toy, her doll, and uh, so the uh, Macers could gain access to the island of Dragonstone to not only claim dragon glass, but for the information we discovered in the cave with John and Danny? And two, do you believe, as I do, that they understand that uh, the cave paintings, what they all mean, and that's why they've been growing gray men uh, to send to Valeria to keep other people away while they go explore and gather the information to stop the Night King and ultimately to end magic. Thanks. We've been following this wonderful thread of the Maesters and what are they up to? What is really going on down at the Citadel and in all the Maesters chambers, Westeros wide? So Kevin's got a addition uh, to his theory about the Maesters forming their own army of grayscaled stone men. Does that have anything to do with Stannis Baratheon's daughter, Shireen, receiving what I do believe? Yeah, Kevin, I agree. I do believe she received a contaminated toy on purpose. But I think it might have just been some kind of normal disruption in power. Someone trying to hurt Stannis, and it didn't work. And he reached out to these maesters and all these kind of healers, and it worked. At least stopped it. Uh, too bad Shireen couldn't have gone down to the Citadel and had Samwell... Charlie, uh heal her completely, but uh, as far as it being a plot to gain some sort of access to Dragonstone, well, it's intriguing. Uh, I don't know if we'll ever find that stuff out, but it could be layered deep into the story of George R. R. Martin. Again, I do believe there is something up with the Maesters, but uh, could they have just, uh, you know, used uh, their connection with Maester Crescent? Maybe uh, he wasn't as loyal to Stannis as first thought. Maybe he went into those caves, but to play out your theory a little bit, Kevin, if the Maesters had actually gone into those caves and seen what was coming, confirmed that maybe these cave paintings on Dragonstone make us think that the Long Night, the Night's King, all that stuff is real, then maybe they would have formed some kind of defense. I still don't know. I still don't know if an army of stone men is going to be what it is but it is uh it's intriguing you're definitely on to some uh, interesting kind of thoughts and questions what do you guys think was there a reason why shireen baratheon was uh poisoned with grayscale so to speak uh or was it just a random well maybe not random but uh you know a low level attempt to disrupt what was going on at dragonstone with stannis baratheon let us know this is what i love here on daily thrones your wildest wildest theories they can hold water if you just try really really hard to convince me that there's water in that theory we roll on here on daily thrones hey ken so i, I think kevin's theory is, is actually very fascinating of perhaps you know the maesters are the one that that infected this doll to 
have Shireen contract this grayscale. I think that's a very, very interesting theory. But, I mean, if I had to guess, I think it's more along the lines of someone just wanted to hurt uh, Stannis. But you never know in this world. You never know. But it's definitely interesting. And as for, like, the answers, I was, a, you know, with the series ending, I, I was a big, I'm still I'm a big fan of Lost, the show Lost. And the whole thing of that show is we wanted answers. We wanted answers. And we did get some answers. But we didn't get enough answers, in my opinion, in my opinion, of what was exactly what the hell was going on with Lost. And some of the answers we got, I know a lot of us Lost fans hated. But with that said, even if we don't like the answers we get on Game of Thrones, I do agree we still need those answers. Hey, Ken, Kevin Ross. Uh, I think Army's the uh, rep misrepresentation of what the Grey Men are. I think a security force or a police force for the Isle of Valeria makes a little more sense. Because... It's like a leopard colony. Nobody wants to go there if you know that you can get sick and there's no cure, no obvious one to, to everyone else anyways. And secondly, with Shireen, the reason why you poison Shireen is to get into good graces with Robert. Yeah, you poison the child and then you cure her without Robert knowing. So now you have access to all the history of Dragonstone. Very ancient and one of the few things that were around before the Doom of Valeria showed up. So there's a direct connection between those two places. Um... If you're going to hurt Stannis, why not just poison Stannis? Why not disrupt the power that way, right? That's why I think the Maesters poisoned Shireen in order to get access to the island for information and the glass. Thanks. Oh, my word. I'm listening to your content right now at Daily Thrones, and I'm loving it. But um, I'm scared of listening through, uh, through and through because I'm behind with my Game of Thrones. And uh, I'm, I'm worried about any spoilers. Should I actually be worried or um, do you guys have spoiler alerts as you go through all of this content? It's a fair question that I want to answer honestly. Should you be concerned with spoilers listening to Daily Thrones? Yes, you should. Uh, this is a show that covers all of Game of Thrones and all of A Song of Ice and Fire. So um, it's also weird, too, because I might be spoiling book stuff for people who are show watchers who are coming up on the books. Um, and I know there's people that are listening who have not quite finished the show. So I don't want to lose a customer. I'd love to maybe put in a system, maybe do some non-spoiler segments. I guess it starts with the idea of how far along are you? So you guys out there, help me. How can we come up with some good non-spoiler segments? Because I really want to keep customers happy. That's the motto here at Daily Thrones. Now, all right, I just made that up. That's not been the motto. The motto's been a quick, quick look at the world of ice and fire. But that said, I don't want to lose customers. So uh, the first thing, uh, actually... Buckle down and get through it. You can do it. You all out there who haven't finished the show but are listening to Daily Thrones, you can do it. We we have total faith in you. You're gonna you're gonna buckle down this month and you're gonna finish Game of Thrones and we can all have a fun spoiler heavy discussion. But until then, I will come up with some non spoiler segments we can all enjoy here on Daily Thrones. <laughs> 